Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, starting today. Man, you were afraid this was going to happen sometime and somebody ends up dead. Yeah. A uh, pro-Palestine dude appears to have killed an older Jewish man during competing rallies in California. Didn't look like a massive rally from the videos that I've seen, but there were pro-Israel demonstrators there and then people waving Palestinian flags show up and they start causing a scene. Um, this happened in Thousand Oaks, California on Sunday. Um, there was a fight between one of the pro-Palestinian demonstrators who knocked down 69-year-old Paul Kessler. Early reports indicated that uh, Kessler was hit in the head by a, like, megaphone. Yes. And then oh, he fell back, hit his head on the ground very hard. There's video that's... Uh, Tough to watch, obviously, because there's just a, a pool of blood underneath his head. And uh, he was taken to the hospital. He died there yesterday. Uh, and again, ABC7 is reporting that someone hit him with a megaphone, too. Uh, and I, this is incredible to me. I mean, just jaw-dropping. Okay. As the guy, as Paul Kessler was being loaded up into the ambulance and taken away, with an obviously critical head injury. There's still a pool of blood on the sidewalk where he'd just been picked up from. The pro-Palestine people start chanting again while the paramedics and cops are still there. Well, okay, we'll go ahead and play this. But I guess I'm not surprised. Stop! Get our children now! Stop! Get our children now! As a man being taken away on an ambulance, should be a knockout this is the kind of respect these Palestinian protesters are giving. Okay. And call me out if any of this is wrong. But if you're saying it's a pro-Palestinian protest, what is that also code for? Well, anti-Jew, anti-Israel. Yes. And... From the river to the sea. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Elimination of Jews. So why would they stop if this guy seems hurt? It's like yeah. mission accomplished in a way. It's terrible. It's reprehensible. Yeah. It's awful. They were talking about this, too, uh, on the Today Show um, with the reporter, and they wanted to make sure, uh, as far as any statement from CARE, the Islamic group, that it, by the way, j- don't jump to conclusions of what happened. Here, listen to this. Responding to the incident, the L.A. Area Council on American-Islamic Relations saying they are deeply saddened by this tragic and shocking loss. Adding, we join local Jewish leaders in calling on all individuals to refrain from jumping to conclusions. Do- no, no, no. Not, oh, not come together whoa, whoa, in sorrow whoa. of this man that died. Not that. Okay. But join together in not jumping to conclusions. I had not heard this before, but that thing took a left turn right at the end. Yes. Really I'm did. thinking they're going to say, but to, to tell them, hey, don't do this. 
stop whatever, <laughs> and it didn't. Just no. went left on me. Holy smokes. Yes. Calling on all individuals to refrain from jumping to conclusions. <laughs> Dueling protests have been popping up nationwide since Hamas attacked Israel a month ago. Yes. Holy cow, well, man. What do they think happened to the guy? What, like an Uber Eats driver took a wrong turn and knocked him down? Well, they're not quite saying. Earlier in the report, they said, well, there was a report of he was hit with a megaphone, but we can't confirm that. And the police department said, we don't have proof of that, but we don't know that it didn't happen mm -hmm. either. Well, it's just that eyewitnesses saw it happen. Yeah, with well, video. And, and somebody pushed him down. I mean, he didn't. I. It, it wasn't like he just laid down on the sidewalk and the back of his head opened up. Somebody no. forcefully put him down. Correct. Yes. But that's how slanted everything is right now. I mean, it's crazy. The point's been brought up. You saw what happened in D.C. over the weekend on Saturday. Yeah. You know, I mean, if people are surrounding the White House. You have, you know, monuments desecrated all over the place. There's vandalism. There was only one arrest. As you said, Scott, it looked pretty insurrection-y. Yeah, it did. But you got the Washington Post, the failing New York Times. Well, not much incident. Only one arrest. I mean, it's crazy. And then you got the crowd chanting Genocide Joe for Joe Biden. Yeah. Because he's he's losing that base. Genocide Joe! Genocide Joe! Genocide Joe! Genocide Joe! For supporting Israel. I might want to add here, they should add must go at the end because after all it flows. Side mm -hmm. so Joe. Must, must go. go. Yeah, I don't know if that flows. Yeah, kind of. I mean, you got to add like a first verse to that, like a hey, hey, ho, right. ho. Oh, yeah. Genocide, Genocide Joe has got, got to, go. to go. Yeah. Thank you, David. For, yeah. You it's know, like this you is got two thirds of a verse. This is why Lennon had McCartney. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. OK, well, if you musicians here and just harmony writers could get together, how do you make it flow with Allah Akbar? Because they were going mm. with that, too. It doesn't seem to have the rhythm well, that you need for that no, to be a big that's hit. A, that's a tough one. Well, it's, it's just a different time signature than I think we're used to. Okay, so it's just a little bit sort yeah. of like progressive rock. Yeah, it's more yeah, right, right. It's it's like a deep cut Rush album. Is, I got is, it. is what it is, or deep cut off of a Rush. What album. rhymes with Abgar? Abgar. Yeah. What rhymes with mm. Sir? Would you say Abgar? Abgar. All of a sudden, I Abacab. I, Genesis. I, no, I, uh, Joe Biden. Abacar. Uh, Joe Biden Arr. just entered my body for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's all right. Radicalized Phil Collins. Is that what we're going with now? Radicalized <laughs> Phil Collins. Can't do that. Hmm. He can feel it coming in the air tonight, sir. Yes, he can. Yeah. Wow. But it's crazy what we're seeing. Oh, yeah. It's Most people, they just cannot believe it. It's unhinged. Yes. Um, and more on that a little bit later. Of course, the Democratic Party right now, it does really seem to be panic mode after the latest polls, the failing New York Times, and you've got Trump leading Biden in all these swing states. You're hearing a lot of commentary about that. A lot is being written about it. Um but something else happened yesterday, and that is the governor of Iowa endorsed somebody else. Yeah, the uh, governor of Iowa, Kim Reynolds, has taken an unusual step for a governor of Iowa, and that is to weigh in on uh, on on it with an endorsement before the caucuses happen. Um, and so she has endorsed Ron DeSantis over Donald Trump. Uh, she was asked by NBC News why she's endorsing DeSantis, even though he's trailing Trump by a lot right now. 
Okay. I don't base my decision on polls. I take a look at who I believe is the right person for the right job. I believe that Ron is the right person for the right job, and I believe he's going to win. What is your relationship like now with the former president? Well, you know, I assume it's, it's well, I don't know. I really can't tell you. That's probably a question for him. Have you spoken with him recently? No, I haven't. When's the last time? Probably the last time he called to ask if I would endorse him, and I said I wasn't at this point. Do you believe Trump can't win? Yeah, I believe he can't win, and I believe Ron can. Wow, that's decisive. She didn't think about that at no. all. Well, there's two things to unpack there. First of all, what do you think of her saying she doesn't base it on polls? She goes by who she thinks is best for this time. David? I think, I mean, to me, I mean, if, if she's being sincere in that, then, I mean, that that's what you would want out of a leader. To say, I agree. I, I think that's respectable. I know, agree. 100%. And then when she gets to the end part where she says, I don't think Trump can win. Yeah. That's why I'm going with DeSantis. I'll go so far as to say this. That was my fear a few months ago. That there's just not enough people that will actually vote for Trump in the end. That's a fear. I don't know that I have the same fear now. After seeing everything that's unfolded. And how many people are ticked off at where the country is headed in the wrong direction that you've seen this many independents now say yep i'd rather vote for trump than biden i don't know if that still holds true do you no. think it still does no no and i I'm, i mean to me whenever somebody says he can't win uh, and i've said this before i mean it, it just kind of reminds me of 2015 2016 you don't know because everything can change really really quickly and so, you know, you're kind of going off of if the election were held today, could he win? And if you're playing that game, well, there's always tomorrow. And so you, d you just don't know what's going to change. Um, I, you know, we'll see what happens because, I mean, there's a good chance he'll be convicted felon Donald Trump next year. Yeah. And I don't know how much that, uh, that winds up weighing on the psyche of the electorate. I have no idea. I mean, based on how the indictments have worked out, he's actually gained momentum and traction. So maybe convicted felon Donald Trump is actually something that makes him a lock. I don't know. I think with the current state of affairs right now that Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump, either one, could beat Joe Biden. Yeah. More what I'm talking about is where Trump has been with the voting public as to where he is now. Yeah. I don't I don't disagree with any of that. But you know what? There, here's the thought. See if you go with me for a, just a second on this. If you go back to 2008, how people felt about George W. Bush. Uh, Democrats, obviously. Republicans, too. Mm -hmm. Until you go about, you know, eight years into the future, and people are like, you know what? I kind of like that guy. Right. All of a sudden, you look at the past, and you're like, you know what? That wasn't so bad back then. I kind of like him. And after everything with Trump, and you go through into 2021, into early 22, where everybody was at, and at the time you're like, I don't see how could you know some people hate him so much they could never vote for him. And now that's sort of changed because they're looking at their own life going, I may not like the guy, but boy, things were better off when he was president. Well, it's interesting the Obama people are spinning this too, that, well, you know, uh, Barack Obama was... Uh he was. He had a terrible third year too. He was down in the polls. Oh, there's no comparison. Yeah, but I'm like, to what's Obama going on right was now. running against Mitt Romney. <laughs> right. I could have beat Mitt Romney. Well, he could also put together <laughs> yeah. a sentence. Right. Exactly. <laughs> there's a lot of differences. Yeah. You can't compare that. Um, 
you know, sometimes we'll send each other stories, and David sent us a story, and when I saw the headline, I had to read it twice because it said, my testicles don't make me any less of a woman. Yes. <laughs> and I... That's funny. <laughs> yeah. So I have to ask, David, what is this story? So, there, <laughs> so there's, an Olympic, there's an Olympic runner named uh, Castor Semenya, born intersex, and that's an actual biological condition or a, a physical condition. I remember this runner. Yeah, uh, was okay. called a girl, was raised as a girl from birth, mm -hmm. uh, even though he's actually biologically male. Mm -hmm. Male genetics, I mean, has the, you know, the wedding tackle, so to speak, just underdeveloped or abnormally developed. Uh, World Athletics, though, has now ruled that intersex athletes seeking to compete in women's events must be on testosterone suppressants for six months before competing. I think it's anything between the, like, anything over 400 meters, basically. You have to, you have, to have your testosterone levels pushed down if you're going okay. to compete against women. Uh, Castor is speaking out saying, well, that's unfair, uh, and talk to the BBC about it. Okay. I know I'm a woman. I don't really care about, you know, the medical terms, what they tell me, you know, my testosterone, you know, being born, you know, without the uterus, you know, being born with internal testicles. Those don't make me less a woman. It's just the differences that I was born with, and I embrace them. I'm not going to be, you know... If, you know, I'm not gonna feel ashamed. Mm. I don't, I don't want you to feel ashamed, and no. I guess I'm, I'm glad you're embracing your testicles. But it's just one of those things. Like, there are physical realities when it comes to somebody competing against women. Yes, I think that's well said. That's what. Yeah, I don't know what the next suggestion is. What all the chicks take Nugenics or something? Right. I don't know. Uh, no, that's not going to happen. But yeah, they're more to get to on that an election fraud you know it's no myth because there's video evidence maybe you've seen this we'll get to that much more coming up The government's been spending money like there's no tomorrow, and we're all paying the price. The cost of everything is still out of control. A lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck, and our dollars aren't going as far as they used to. And to keep up, a lot of people are being forced to put everyday expenses on a credit card. The longer that goes on, and the higher that balance goes, the tougher it is to pay back. You have to take back control. And if you're a homeowner, American Financing can help. They're saving homeowners an average of $700 a month, even in this economy. A free 10-minute call to their salary-based mortgage consultants is all it takes to get started and see how much you can save. And if you start today, you can even delay two mortgage payments, stretching your savings further. Call today, 866 890 7811. That's 866-890-7811 or visit AmericanFinancing.net. That's 866-890-7811 or visit AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334. NMLS ABC Tomorrow. It's country music's biggest night. The CMA Awards, live. With performances by Luke Bryan, Laney Wilson, Jelly Roll, and Kay Michelle. Old Dominion with Megan Maroney. Carly Pierce featuring Chris Stapleton. Tanya Tucker with Little Big Town. And more. The best in music! Luke Bryan and Peyton Manning host. The CMA Awards, live. Tomorrow, 8, 7 central on ABC. And stream next day on Hulu. 
What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. Camp and Robin show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Saw this out of the New York Post. Um, it's about election fraud. And I know a lot of people on the left say it's a myth. Yeah. But maybe you've seen some of these videos that are making the rounds all over online. <laughs> Stuff it ballots. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's it's almost like parody. It like, is. It's hilarious. Um it's not very sophisticated. No. No. And it talks about November first. Connecticut Judge William Clark overturned the results of the Bridgeport mayoral primary, calling video evidence of fraud shocking. The vice chair of the Democratic Town Committee appears to have been caught stuffing handfuls of ballots into a drop box outside City Hall. Yeah. Didn't know there was a camera right yeah. there. Oops. <laughs> On October 25th in Patterson, New Jersey, the sitting president of the city council, Alex Mendez, was charged with personally collecting a large number of mail-in ballots in his district, destroying ballots that did not favor him and replacing them with ballots that falsely chose him. The attorney general states that Mendez personally observed from his wife's vehicle as a large, heavy bag completely filled with ballots was emptied into the postal box prior to the election. Mm -hmm. It's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then it talks about November 2nd, Springfield, Massachusetts. City election officials nailed mayoral candidate Justin Hurst for allegedly buying votes during early voting. Videotape shows individuals being dropped off in black suburbans and expeditions and entering City Hall to vote. So then when they come out, a dude takes out what appears to be a large bundle of cash and is peeling off bills one at a time to pay the people off. Didn't have the budget for a big burlap sack with a dollar sign on it? (laughs) Guess not. (laughs) Times are tough. Bidenomics, David. Right, true. (laughs) Inflation on burlap sacks. (laughs) Wow. So it goes on to say in this piece, leftist organizations such as the Brennan Center for Justice and the League of Women Voters claim voter fraud is a phantom, extremely rare. But the evidence, as they say, is all over the place. And a lot of this is because of universal mail-in voting and unmanned drop boxes. Mm. It's easy to cheat. And they're saying now is the time to bring this up before we get to a presidential election. You know, um, and it's brought up. Most European countries do require voters to show up in person unless they're out of the country or disabled. Uh, Yeah. Is there a big issue with that? Well, Convenience shouldn't take priority over security. If you try to bring up these safeguards, then you hear voter suppression. Right. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. hey, we'll allow you to have mail-in balloting, mail-in voting. That's fine. You can do it if you want. But you have to at least you know, countersign with your Social Security number or driver's license number. And apparently that is a step too far. That is something that's voter suppression and racist or something. Yeah, to make sure, like, signatures match. Yeah, it's idiotic. 
Uh, racist. What are you talking about? It's racist. That's absolute nonsense. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Okay. Um, is there one big story today, David, or just a lot of stories? There's a lot of stories. I mean, to me, probably the, the biggest story of the day is a uh, is the death that occurred at dueling rallies in Thousand Oaks, California, uh, where an older uh, 69-year-old uh, man out there supporting Israel was knocked over, hit his head on the ground, and died. And we're being told, well, see, don't jump to conclusions here. Okay. And we haven't found the guy yet that knocked him over? No. Okay. All right. We'll keep you updated on that. Also, um, someone that used to be on Bernie Sanders' campaign is talking about the Democrats have lost it with their voter base. Good audio. Oh, it's really good. Straight ahead. Markley, the Gen Xer, David Van Camp, he's the millennial, and the sexy boomer. That's Scott Robbins. Uh, last night, Teslin Figaro, and I remember that name. She was on Bernie Sanders' campaign back in the day. Mm-hmm. She's outspoken. She's got her own show now, and she doesn't like what's happening in the Democratic Party. She sees the polling right now, Biden way behind, and it's, well, alarm bells mm-hmm. for the Democratic Party. I mean, when David Axelrod, Obama's guy, the kingmaker, says, Joe, you should really think about this. That means it's time for you to get out. All of a sudden, did you notice Politico had a piece? Hey, did you know Joe's been lying about his son, Hunter? Yeah. And his business dealings? Heck yeah. of a deal. Boy, the timing on that one, huh? That can't be verified, though. I was told that by 60 Minutes. Well, he can now. Ah, okay. But this Teslin Vigoro was talking about Biden losing voters, different demographics, and said this. Black voters are falling off. Now you have the Muslim and Arab community that is falling off. It is clearly saying we will go against you, which you need Michigan to win, by the way. You have working class well, And people have said that's true. Yeah. She said the Muslim and Arab communities in Michigan. That <laughs> I'm, is, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm glad you just told me what she said because I got stuck on Arab. I thought you couldn't say that. My mind wouldn't let me go any further. It just stopped right there. So it was that if you mispronounce that, you're almost racist, right? Holy smokes, Daddy-O. I could see the uh, record scratch sound effect coming out of uh, right. Scott's ears. Now you ears. have the Muslim and Arab community that is falling off. It is clear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, you think about it in Michigan especially. You've got about a, qu- uh, a little less than a quarter million uh, Muslim and Arab individuals in the state of Michigan which Joe Biden won in 2020 by 150,000 votes. Yep. So there's not a lot of margin for error in that state. And what are they saying? They just stay home? Probably, yeah. Or vote for a third party. I don't know who that candidate would be, but but that's probably where some people would go. Well, Teslin gets there. But first, she's got a little message for 
other progressives out there, okay? And so when liberals tweet me, my fellow liberals or progressives or whatever you want to call yourself tonight, when you tweet me and say that I'm helping Trump, I came to Fox News to tell you that Joe Biden is helping Trump. I came to tell you that Joe Biden is the campaign manager for, for Donald Trump if he does not, if he continues on this path. People want a different choice. You had a former president that was on the stand today, Jesse. That means that it should be a landslide for the Democrat side, for Trump to still be winning overwhelmingly in the polls, to still be winning overwhelmingly across the board, it says it is a problem. Get away from the ego, off the high horse, and give people <laughs> a better option opposed to telling other candidates that you shouldn't run. Yeah, okay, so who would that be? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Does she have any ideas? Well said this. I guess we'll never know because they won't allow anybody to win. And I want to be very clear because I know people are going to tweet me, oh, I can't believe you're going on Fox. Well, I have to go on Fox because if I go to the liberal network, they're not going to let you hear it. Your Democrat Ooh. leaders are not listening to you. Me, myself, organized 300 candidates, operatives, and organizers in Atlanta, Georgia, just last year, just me, Jesse, just one woman and a couple of my friends organized candidates from all over the country. There are people who want to run. There are people that need the support. There are people on the local and the state and the federal level that want to raise their hand but they've been told to sit down hmm. so what do you make of that well i think part of me think well yeah that's true but also because they know that if you're running progressives that is the final nail in the coffin for the democrat party true they, they realize that if you run a bunch of people like alexandria ocasio-cortez out there or rashida talib or or others mm -hmm. you are going to just get battered and bruised in the polls so that's why they put their thumb on the scale and try to make sure that those candidates don't win and don't get more national pro uh, prominence and that's one of the reasons why they took bernie sanders and dog walked him around the u.s capitol i mean they they put a leash on that guy and he let him and he let them yeah he manned down for sure mm -hmm. no doubt about it that's interesting too she's saying what they won't put her on MSNBC or CNN right. because of that message? Well, it's contradictory to their message, yes. Well, if she ever did, you know what I hope she says? Black voters are falling off. Now you have the Muslim and Arab community that yes, is yes, falling off. Yes. It is clearly... Yeah, you, yeah. see how that yeah, goes. See. I don't know. Holy. Would she be corrected by Rachel Maddow? Uh, excuse me, but uh, uh, the, the proper whoa, pronunciation whoa, whoa. is Arab. Roll there, Rachel. Yeah. We can't allow that on mm -hmm. our high-minded network. No. Well, mm -hmm. but can you correct someone of Teslin's stature? I'm not quite sure. Well, and no, you're you're right. I can't go any further. I, I mean, I'm just going by the left's rules. I mean, I it's, it's hard I to figure out the different ways because, I, I mean, you got somebody screaming, I know. that's that's I know. racist, it's sexist. Yeah, no, no. No. It, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. They would find themselves in a bind for sure with Arab Gate. But uh, I don't know. These are the same people who uh, ran multiple stories about how offensive it was that Mike Pence pronounced Kamala Harris's name Kamala. Correct. Oh, gosh. I forgot about that one. Until Kamala Harris pronounced it Kamala. Yeah. Then it confused everybody. Yeah. We're like, I, she pronounces it different at different times. I don't know exactly how we're supposed to do this. Okay. That time of the show. Going around the table may not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention today. David, what's your story? Well, uh, the Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky, uh, yeah. feels a little left out right now because uh, the U.S. isn't singularly focused on his country's fight against Russia. 
And a lot of folks, even who have been supportive of Ukraine, are kind of wondering, where is the investment going? Because the summer counteroffensive that was supposed to be really a, a uh, supposed to be a very effective way of, of beating back Putin's troops really mm-hmm. didn't do a whole lot. They held the line, and that's about it. And so, you know, there are more and more questions about how much money needs to go there. And then when we've got Israel involved in a war against Hamas, uh, Israel is of more uh, not only cultural but strategic importance to the United States than Ukraine is. So there's a lot more focus on Israel. Now, he did an interview with NBC, Zelensky did. Okay. Saying, "Hey, if you're if if you are worried about where that money's going, just put it on credit, man. Put it on credit." Do you hear this? He actually said it. Here we go. I did not hear this. If you can't give us can't give us some financial support, okay. Okay, please give us a credit and we will give you back money. I've been told for the last, uh, what, almost two years now that all the money that we've been giving to Ukraine was a loan, was on credit. That's news to him. Right. (laughs) Did he not read the fine print of what he signed? I don't, you know. I mean, I tried that argument with MasterCard years ago. It doesn't work that way. You mean it wasn't free? He was thinking it was like a student loan thing. Yeah, whatever. I ain't paying it back. You don't want me to pay it back, do you? Yeah. Can't expect that. Yeah. Yeah, think of it as credit. Okay. Uh, for what's your story, Scott, what do you got? Uh, the Simpsons have been around since, what, Truman was president, it seems anyway. Long, long time. Uh, the great thing about the Simpsons is all these years they've been on, all the characters always stay in their lane. Nobody ever gets outside their lane, you know? Oh, we, yeah. we, we've come to expect yeah. certain characters to do things they do. Yeah. One of the things that's been on the show for a long time is Homer chokes Bart. Okay, And we laugh because it's Bart and it's Homer and it's a cartoon. Not anymore. Starting next season, Homer will no longer be choking Bart. They say times have changed. This is not an effective way to discipline a child anymore. Anymore? Yes. I'm pretty sure the whole gag was that it was wildly irresponsible. And this, by the way, just so you remember, is a cartoon. Yeah. Okay, it's a cartoon. Times have changed. Uh, so they're going to go ahead and uh, and eliminate that from what we see. That is so hilarious. Like anyone thought it was okay to choke your kid yeah. before. Like, yeah. It's weird, you and, know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he's some maniac. Yeah. From here okay. on out, Homer will ask Bart if he feels like he's the wrong gender. <laughs> <That'll>... <laughs> I don't That'll know, man. Bart. Can you imagine the Three Stooges today? Can you imagine? They settle their differences in a cry closet. <laughs> right. I mean, Mo poking somebody right, Larry right in the eyes again. I mean, this <laughs> children yes! will see this. <laughs> okay. For my story, for what's your story, um, I don't even know if I would say that this is a story as much as, well, it's it was a tweet. It started out as a Scott Adams story. He was compiling a list of hoaxes. And... Then it was uh, a user online known as Morbidly Obtuse <laughs> that added to the list. And, but I want to bring this up because to me this is a bit of a news story because if you look over the last few years, and you could keep a tally if you want, of how many mainstream media hoaxes did you fall for? And it's crazy when you start going through this list because it's long. 
You want to just start? You want to do half? You want to do the full? Yeah, well, let's, okay. let's, let's do half. Yeah. All right, Russian collusion. Yeah. Well, there's one. 2020 election, most secure in history. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Trump called neo-Nazis fine people. Mm-hmm. He didn't. If you get vaccinated, you won't catch COVID. Ooh, wow. Man. Jesse Smollett. <laughs> the Bubba Wallace garage pull. Oh, that, oh, was, gosh, a, that yeah. was one hell of a caper, wasn't it? It was. Uh, Hunter's laptop, Russian disinformation. Yeah. Yep. How about those Covington kids? Oh, wow. Yeah, that one. Yeah. That was terrible, you too. Know, yeah, when you, when you go through the list of all of this, the unfortunate thing, especially like the Covington thing where there yeah. wasn't a ton of follow-up uh, to it. I mean, in that case, you had a 17-year-old kid who's standing there waiting for a bus and a grown man was banging a drum in his face. And the kid who was standing there was the bad guy. Yeah. Very yes. odd. Yeah. Very, uh, Hollywood stars like to punch him. Remember we got the yeah. resume of the of the Indian guy? Oh, yeah. I mean, this long resume of how oh, yeah. great he is. Yeah. Um, how about the Governor Whitmer kidnapping plot? Oh, that, a good one. that was organized by the FBI. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Yeah. Uh, by the way, that thing flying over, that's a Chinese weather balloon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that a was spy a balloon. balloon. Yeah, right. Dude, you start to go through this. How can these people ever take themselves seriously right. in mainstream news? The Chinese Al Roker was using it. Trump said yeah. drinking bleach would fight COVID. Right. Uh, the Brett Kavanaugh rape. Mm-hmm. Uh, COVID lab leak was a conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. The Trump P tape. Russia bombed their own pipeline. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Steele dossier. Trump saved nuclear secrets at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. Border agents whip migrants. Oh, yeah. Uh, Russian bounties on U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan. Uh, the Muslim travel ban from Trump. Um, the Andrew Cuomo showed the best COVID leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good one. Trump built cages for migrant kids. Golly. Um, Trump overfed koi fish in Japan. <laughs> Oh, that was a really good one. <laughs> was, that was, yeah. Yeah, he I was there with the late uh, Shinzo yeah. Abe, and right. there were like some ceremonial thing where they feed the fish. And there was a video where they cropped out Abe and just had Trump in there, where after he did the first couple little spoonfuls, he just dumps out the rest of the bowl. And everybody freaks mm-hmm. out until you see the wider framed version of the video. And the Japanese guy was doing it first. Like, yeah, yes. you do the first couple, like, spoonfuls or whatever, and mm-hmm. then you dump the rest out because who cares? Uh, more hoaxes. Trump tax cuts benefited only the rich. Yeah. Right. Cloth masks prevent COVID. Uh, let's see. It was an SUV that killed parade marchers. Trump used tear gas to clear a crowd for a Bible photo. Yeah. Don't say gay was in a bill. Golly. The Putin price hike. Ivermectin is a horse dewormer, yep. not for humans. Mostly peaceful protests. Trump overpowered Secret Service for Wheel of the Beast. <laughs> that, was, yes. that was my it favorite never one. Ends. That was it just so, goes on and on and on. It's amazing. Well, because we've covered all of this, but yeah. when you see it all in a one-sheeter, you're like, this is embarrassing. Wow. Yeah, Where'd you get that? Where'd you get that? That's, that's Scott fantastic. Adams.
Yeah, he's Scott got Adams it. started it, Scott and Adams then a user named Morbidly Obtuse. I love it, man. I love that. Yes, that was pretty good. Yeah, really enjoyed that. Okay, much to get to. Um, guess who is uh, applying for gun permits? We will get to that and much more coming up right here. The holiday season is all about family, and it's a good time to remind ourselves of how important our responsibility is to protect the ones we love. That includes planning to secure their future. Life insurance is an easy way to give your family peace of mind. It provides a safety net, so if something were to happen to you, your family can cover expenses while getting back on their feet. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius has licensed, award winning agents who can help you find the best fit for your needs. They work for you, not the insurance companies. That means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Your family deserves peace of mind. A life insurance policy through Policy Genius can give it to them. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much money you could save. That's policygenius.com. That's policygenius.com. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. ABC Tomorrow. It's country music's biggest night. The CMA Awards, live. With performances by Luke Bryan, Laney Wilson, Jelly Roll, and Kay Michelle. Old Dominion with Megan Maroney, Carly Pierce featuring Chris Stapleton, Tanya Tucker with Little Big Town, and more. The best in Luke Bryan and Peyton Manning host. The CMA Awards, live. Tomorrow, 8, 7 central on ABC, and stream next day on Hulu. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. There's hostage families from Americans still in Gaza being held hostage. The families are speaking out in D.C. today. Saw parts of that. Man, just as you would imagine. Heartbreaking. Brutal. I don't know what else you can say that hasn't been said. And still, when you look around the country to see the demonstrations that we've seen... It's been, I guess, a wake-up call to a lot of us because it's been, in some ways, you could expect a little bit of it, but not to what we've seen. Now, David, you have a story about people applying for gun permits. Yeah, in Israel. And Israel has had, up until this point, fairly tight restrictions on private gun ownership, especially uh, prohibitions on rifle ownership, very limited Mm -hmm. number of handgun permits issued unless you are in an area where you can demonstrate... uh, you might need one. Well, they've loosened up the gun laws after the attacks on October 7th, and uh, 150,000 people in the last 
month have applied for gun permits. Now, to no. put that into perspective, the yearly average, annually, you're talking forty to 50,000 applications. In one month, they've got about 150,000. And I'm guessing is, I'm thinking you would too, we're going to see the stats as far as Jewish people in the United States, gun ownership is going to go through the roof. Yeah, I think there's already anecdotal evidence of that. Happening. I would guess. I would guess. Um, one quick thing of political note, you know, sometimes it's interesting just to watch people's strategy. Um, words of wisdom from Jamal Bowman, the fireman. Oh, yeah. He pulled the fire alarm, that guy. But he never really answered for it. They didn't know. Did I mean to do it? You should hold Republicans accountable for the economy. What? The economy, that's a big point. Because no matter how much we're seeing the job growth and all of that, people are still struggling with affordability. And that's an issue we need to hold the Republican Party accountable for. What? What? Try to make sense of that one, kids. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so it's uh, all our fault what's happened as far as Israel-Hamas. That's what Big O told us, yeah. former President Obama. Yeah, just to reset here, if you missed it yesterday, Barack Obama says we're all responsible for the Israel-Hamas war. This is what he said to his uh, former employees who now run a podcast called Pod Save America. Uh-huh. All of us are complicit to some degree. I look at this and I think back, what could I have done during my presidency to move this forward as hard as I tried? I've got the scars to prove it. Not to give a random. But there's a part of me that's still saying, well, was there something else I could have done? Yeah. Not enrich Iran. That would have helped. The guy's good. (laughs) He is as slick as the day is long, man. Doesn't it remind you, though, like... As you go through life at different stages, you've found yourself falling for BS, especially in your early 20s, into your 20s. You might get fooled again in your 30s, but at some point you can sort of see through someone's BS. There are plenty of people that either are in denial, refuse to see through it, or it's on fresh ears with Obama. Mm -hmm. At least that's my opinion. Okay, so that's the setup. That it's all our responsibility. Yes. Well, then Republican Senator Ted Cruz was asked about it on Megyn Kelly's show. And I want to say this. In the past, I have done a bit about Senator Cruz where I make it sound like he's cursing. Yes. This is not one of those times. Okay. (laughs) I think it's a good job of you to point that out before we roll this. All right, Ted, let it rip. What utter and complete bullshit. Was there something else you could have done? Here's an idea. Don't give $100 billion to the monsters who are committing these massacres. Barack Obama 
led the effort to flood cash into Iran. The yes. Ayatollah in Iran leads mobs chanting death to America and death to Israel. They want to commit mass murder. They want to eliminate the state of Israel. They want to murder every Jew. Hamas, more than 90% of the funding of Hamas comes from Iran. Hezbollah, more than 90% of the funding from Hezbollah comes from Iran. Barack Obama funded them. Yes, he did. Yeah. The whole Iran deal. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm really, well, one, he's spot on right there, and I'm just really glad he's finally taking my advice and just actually letting some of the four-letter words fly. Okay, to be fair... Do you have any of your old clips of Ted? Well, I, yeah, I do, because I think the Because whole you point, would put F-bombs all over the place, and this is when he was actually still running for president in yeah. 2016, and we had people listening at the time going, hey, man, people don't understand you edited that. They think he's really saying these things. Right, and so I always <laughs> put the disclaimer there that this is what I think Ted Cruz is actually thinking Right. As he's losing it on people. And I think he needs to do this a little bit more often. I mean, like, for example, this is one of the edited clips that I made earlier this year where he was just laying into Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, if you remember this one. 500,000, 500,000, it drops to the lowest level, and boom, what happens? You show up. Yes. You made the decision to allow this to happen. I want to say to you right now, the men and women of the Border Patrol despise you, Mr. Secretary. And if you had integrity, you would resign. Yes. Yeah. So that was edited. But the one from Megyn Kelly, no, he did actually call yeah. it utter and complete bull bleep. Which he's right. That's exactly what it is. Yes. OK. Um, you have someone else. This is actual cussing, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, it's Election Day in America. Um, and some people are having a really hard time. Uh, there was an unhinged liberal in Arlington, Virginia, who berated a Republican poll greeter. This is a guy who, you know, stands out uh, where it's legal to do so and hands out sample ballots, and he's arguing for people to vote the way that Republicans would like them to vote. This is not unusual. Not unusual. Not a Both rare parties thing. do it. Right. It, it it depends on where you are in right. the country and, and whether or not that's legal. Well, but I guess I'm saying this because I don't want you to think there was something nefarious going on. Here. No, right. No, no, no. I mean, what was legal. going on was perfectly legal. Yes. Yeah. Uh, not unusual at all. Uh, and this dude who, was, who rolled up in a Prius, of all things, yeah. starts just berating the poll greeter. Okay, roll it. I might as well have been walking up to my head on the way from Holy Station, putting a gun to my head, trying to tell me not to vote. Do you expect me to not to take that personally? You try to overthrow elections with violence, and then you're out here among decent people? Thanks. Overthrow with violence? Yeah. 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 yeah break. Okay. Thanks for what coming out there. What do you have to say that, huh? What, and what's on your... What's on your... Uh, uh, your, what are your policy prescriptions? This Involving is... yourself in people's families and their bedrooms? It's pretty wild. You animal. Oh, you're one of those. Okay. Yeah. Now you try it. to steal my vote next year. I'm going to remember you personally. Oh, thank you. Guy. Okay, badass. <laughs> yeah. And that Prius rolls down the road. Right, Terror's exactly. coming. Right. Yeah. And I saw the guy, too. Please. Yeah. Tough guy. Knock it off. No, th this is just an unhinged yeah. radical leftist who has, who has watched way too much MSNBC. Yeah.
Well said. I will say, this guy should be all about the Georgia voting law, by the way, which banned this type of activity near polling locations. Except, you know, he probably believes they banned handing out food and water. Right. Well, yeah, people had to crawl under barbed wire to get water right. to vote. Well, you saw what in was Georgia. happening. Oh, my goodness. What an absolute hoax that was. Distended bellies from starvation. Of course. They're yes. waiting there. Yes. You know, we should get all the cussing out at one time. Yeah, let's go ahead. All right, here, clip from Bill Maher. Um, he's talking with well-known astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson. You know, he's a big player. Yeah. A lot of college kids, they respect what he has to say. Bill Maher is calling him out saying, hey, you're coddling these kids. You're not telling them the truth. And I think his argument, DeGrasse's, Tyson's argument is, um, you know, his goal is to keep his audience so he can continue to influence the younger generation. Mars like, listen, man, th- these colleges, this this is an absolute scam, right. and you're doing them a disservice. So, you know, you pick up this conversation, and Mar really calls him out. Surely there is a portfolio of jokes that would still it, work on a college campus. Surely. I would hope not. From what maybe some college campuses, the ones you read about are f***ing insane. You've given up on an entire generation, and you don't know how to make them laugh. I have given up on any place that doesn't even remotely attempt to believe in free speech. You hear that? You've given up on an entire generation because you don't know how to make them laugh. This guy. (laughs) Wow. And thinks that anything that, that they hear that they don't like, that they don't agree with, is violence. These people are nuts and you should be calling them out somebody like you who has standing with kids should be not joining them you're doing what you're doing what parents do you're taking the path of least resistance and therefore hurting the kids and yourself parents ruin both their lives they ruin their spoiled kids lives (laughs) and they ruin their own lives because the kids rule the roost so that's what you're doing on a national level i'm feeling more like on the porch Get off my lawn. Really? I feel like we're in the barbershop. <laughs> they could laugh at the end. Yeah. But Mars' well, point is taken. Who, when, when did this guy become some sort of authority on these things? I don't know, David. I think Neil, you could speak more to that. When did that happen? Neil deGrasse Tyson? Yeah. Oh, because he was kind of this affable, uh, uh, funny guy who would explain astrophysics and things like that to people. Um, and then I think he you know, wound up believing in his own hype. And having to weigh in on every little issue, every little thing, in order to keep an audience that adores him and legitimately adores him. Um, And I I liked the guy when I first, like, heard about him. And then he started going down the rabbit hole of just garden variety leftism, which is boring to me. It's it's not – it's like – it's one of those things I'm not offended by it. It's just more like, okay, you're boring. And you're basically just saying the same thing that everybody else is saying – because you think it makes it part of the cool kids and whatnot. Well, it's nonsense. Yeah, and I, I, I get, I, I get a little miffed though when he says you're giving up on an entire generation. No, there's a lot of 18 to 24 year olds who haven't lost their minds. That's true. But it's more I'm giving up on, or a guy like Bill Maher could say, I'm giving up on a particular segment of that generation and particularly at elite universities. Because I don't know how you come together with people who believe that a joke is violence. I I don't know how you reach that person at all. Pretty tough. No doubt about it. 
Whatever happened to just staying in your lane and being happy? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I well, he was given a platform, Scott. See, that's the way he saw it. I know. Yeah. It's like John Mellencamp lecturing me. Too. I mean, I just, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, John, what's, go, what's going on here? Yeah, John Mellencamp says that black people haven't advanced since yeah, slavery. I, I, what? Insanity. I know. And yeah. it's just like, it's like tell, okay, me about, uh, tell me about uh, pink houses, John. Okay. I saw this story. This is kind of wild. I didn't know this was actually a thing at Disney. And this isn't just Disney World, but Disneyland both. Um, news site had this whole story. Did you know that people pooping in line was a thing at Disney? At, <laughs> the look on Van Camp's face, that was great. At Disney? I never heard of it before. Had you? No. Well, no. Okay. So this big story on this because people had posted online, and I couldn't believe I saw at Disney this kid, like, drop a deuce while standing in line for Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. So an employee backed him up and said, yeah, there were actually three poop-related incidents that day, one line alone. And then they do this story about it, well, it's not just kids. Another worker at Disney said there's a specific hallway employees call the poop hall because it happens so much. It's in the line for the ride Avatar Flight of Passage which I will tell you is one of the best rides I've ever been on my wow. life. It's fantastic. It's not worth, you know, soiling yourself over. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> you, got, you got to step over mountains of human feces to I, get I, there. I did but... not see that. Uh, and then they go in to talk about a couple of Disneyland janitors talked about this in a 2015 book called Cleaning the Kingdom. There's a whole chapter called Disgusting Things. They said it's so common there's a secret code for it now. Code H. Used to mean a horse relieved himself on Main Street. <laughs> now the H stands for human. Oh, no. Yes. Well, none of this happened until they opened Burrito Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> they said, well, some people have been in line for three hours, and it's excruciating pain. Okay. Yeah. Still, man, you can't do that. Gosh, dang. Well, you got to plan ahead. something? You know. Yeah, make sure you go before you yeah, actually get well, you're, in line, deuce elsewhere. you're in line and you're dropping a deuce. Because you've been in line for like an hour and 45 minutes yeah. and your mm. stomach and whatever, and you're thinking, well, I don't want to do it on the ride, and, that, and then that happens. I have no well, idea. That's crazy I wonder once you make that decision and you're there, if you like look around like a dog does when you're looking at a dog, <laughs> like they're just uncomfortable. If, any, if anything, I think it's an act of kindness so that you don't you know crap on somebody else <sighs> while God you're on the ride. It. The code H. <laughs> no, it's human. It's this not isn't the log anymore. ride. <laughs> okay. All right, I got to get to the story about uh, Middle Eastern money in college campuses. Have you seen this? We'll get to that and much more coming up. Thirty-six thousand twenty-five one. These are the three numbers to remember to get the visibility and control you need to make the right business decisions instantly. Thirty-six thousand. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system. Twenty-five. NetSuite turns twenty-five this year. That's twenty-five years of helping businesses do more with less and drive down expenses. One because your business is a one of a kind. 
so you get a customized solution for all your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at NetSuite.com slash MVR. That's NetSuite.com slash MVR to get your very own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash MVR. This Thanksgiving at Total Wine and More, find Pinot Noirs and Cabernets that you adore. Our helpful guides are so friendly and nice. So many bottles to try at the lowest price. So gather with friends as you sit down to eat. Grateful for all who made Thanksgiving complete. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, B21. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Interesting piece from Barry Weiss, Free Press. If you've wondered why, man, all these institutions, these universities, where are the leaders? Crying out against anti-Semitism. Yeah. Not exactly saying here's the answer, but it might be a clue. Okay? Because as she lays out in the piece, she's talking about, you know, since October 7th, it's been hard to miss the explosion of anti-Semitism hate that has gripped college campuses across the country and goes through many of the examples. Um, but it was like the lack of leadership from the presidents or this equivocal statements that they'll make. Well, you know, it's, it's been a, a struggle on both sides, crap like that. People are like, wait a second, did you see what Hamas did to these innocent people in Israel? So... They've done some digging and found out possibly why this is. The Network Contagion Research Institute, NCRI, it's a nonprofit, did some research to follow the money. The report finds that at least 200 American colleges and universities illegally withheld information on approximately $13 billion in undisclosed contributions from foreign regimes. Many of which are from the Middle East. Right. And she's quick to point out correlation is not causation. Okay. They found the number of reported anti-Semitic incidents on a given campus has a meaningful relationship to whether that university has received funding from regimes or entities tied to regimes in the Middle East. Hmm. So it goes on in the report talking about, you know, like institutions from 2015 to 2020 that accepted money from Middle Eastern donors had on average 300% more anti-Semitic incidents than those institutions that did not. Okay. So you're wondering, okay, who's doing most of the funding? It's Qatar. That's where Hamas's leadership is currently at. And again, she'll point out in the piece... 
not saying this is it. Um, there may be other possibilities, but you have to really think about this. And you could also wonder if universities that are wanting to attract and retain Middle Eastern funding promote positions that they think will please the sensibilities of Middle Eastern regimes. Follow the money. Yeah. It makes sense. It says, at the very least, the findings may explain why university presidents, whose main job is fundraising, may have been slow to respond in the wake of the October 7 massacre. And when they did, for the most part, released weak statements. Mm -hmm. That could be because of the influence of money. They don't want it to stop. But also, the part where it's uh, these universities illegally withheld information on what... $13 billion coming in? Yeah, I think that's the bigger problem is how much foreign influence there is in American universities. 100% defund. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Okay, biggest story today, David. Uh, it's me. It's uh, what happened in Thousand Oaks, California, where a man was killed during, as they are saying, dueling protests, uh, pro-Palestine, pro-Israel, uh, again, in Thousand Oaks, California. Um, and we're being told not jump to conclusions about who pushed down an older uh, Jewish man and cracked his head open and eventually killed him. Was it the radical old Mormon lady? <laughs> Is that what we're supposed to believe, maybe? I think we're looking at the She Jehovah's just showed Witness, up out of yes. nowhere? Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Yeah, I'm doubting that. Me too. All right. Get an update on that. Also, uh, Ron DeSantis with an interesting statement we will get to. Coming up right here. show jamie markley david van camp scott robbins okay does it feel like we're sitting on a powder keg right now oh yeah okay. a little bit yeah still kind of have those uh the summer of love vibes happening yeah. except it's a slower burn than what happened in 2020 yeah there's you know a story going on right now capitol police arrested a dude that was holding a gun yeah got that going on and then there was a press conference from the guy that got killed in california that was holding the Jewish flag, the demonstration, and the media treating that story with kid gloves. But they don't want to jump to any conclusions. Right. Well, yeah, NBC, the reg their first headline, man dies after hitting head during Israel and Palestinian yeah. rallies in California, right. officials say. Like banana peel wanted in connection. I I'm not really sure what they think actually happened there. There were reports he was hit with a megaphone yeah. by a pro-Palestinian protester, fell back, hit his head, and he ended up dying the next day. Oh, he hit his head. He died. That's NBC. Okay. Yeah, we'll get the update on that. Meanwhile, you got the presidential campaigns going on. Ron DeSantis has spoken, David. Yeah, Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds has taken a, a somewhat unusual step of endorsing a candidate before the Iowa caucuses, uh, and she has picked Ron DeSantis over Donald Trump. 
During a joint interview on NBC News, DeSantis was asked whether he was worried about the political fallout for Tim Reynolds, given that Trump is still massively popular in the Republican Party, including in Iowa. Hmm. Roll it. Economy, that's a big point, because no matter how much we're seeing the job growth and all of that, well, that's... people are still struggling with a... Yeah, that's not Kim Reynolds. That's not... No, my... <laughs> Kim, no, Kim that's Reynolds not... suddenly started sounding a lot like Jamal Bowman there. Yeah. No, I'm playing the clip. People have told me they only endorse Trump because they're afraid of him. <laughs> that's very <laughs> odd. That is really odd. <laughs> me... I'm not really sure how that happened, but <laughs> here, let me, let, me, let, me, let me play that one for you here. Okay. First of all, I respect the fact that that's not her calculation, which is rare amongst elected officials. I've had people come to me and say, you know, that they endorsed him because of the threats and everything like that. If you can look in the mirror and say you did what you think is right for the right reasons, then just let the chips fall where they may. Okay. So people have told me they endorsed Trump because they're yeah. afraid of him. I don't doubt that. No, not for a second. No. And because Trump won't forget. No. And especially if you were wondering which way you were going to go. And now that you see exactly where this is at, what is Trump like? Is that it's usually somewhere around 15 and DeSantis or he's at 50 and DeSantis yeah. is like 15. It, it's somewhere around there. I mean, it's not even close. Yeah. I think the what, what whatever they call it, the gold standard poll in Iowa is uh, like Nikki Haley and DeSantis tied at 16, and Trump is in the mid to upper 40s. I mean, it's, it, it really isn't close. No. So if you were going to go with one or the other and you were not quite sure, I mean, if, <laughs> if you really felt like, well, man, I think DeSantis would be great, but I, if I put my name behind him, and he doesn't win the primary, I'm host because Trump ain't going to forget. Yeah. Well, I, I I think he, you know, the thing about Trump, and this is probably his greatest weakness, is that you can flatter your way back into his good graces pretty easily. I mean, Mike Pence endorsed Ted Cruz in 2016, and then Mike Pence wound up being Trump's running mate. Yeah, that is true. Well, and you remember, it was unreal it was December, I think, 2016, after the election, that then you have the pictures of Trump and Mitt Romney having dinner yeah. together in yeah. New York. You're yeah. like, I never thought that was even possible. After Trump said that he walked like a penguin. Yes, he did. Which I've still, I've really tried to look at that, like, uh, tried to squint my eyes really hard and see how Mitt Romney walks like a penguin. I'm not really sure I've ever really noticed it. But yeah, most most of the nicknames you get, yeah, it's like it corresponds with something with the person. The penguin thing never made any sense to me. But. Okay, see now I have a memory that must have never existed because I thought one time we saw him walking somewhat bow legged and said he kind of does walk like a penguin. <laughs> but now I don't even know if we there, had that conversation. There yeah. might have been one. I, I just don't know if Mitt Romney consistently walks like a penguin. Okay. Maybe there was one video that that we saw from a particular angle that made it look like he was kind of waddling around. Maybe. <laughs> man, oh man. Like he had an he had an egg, you know, warming under his flubber or something. I'm not sure. It was it, that whole thing, man, and we've done this probably too many times when you go back and you look at everything that Trump said during that first campaign, taking out one candidate after another. It is 
it's something. And he walks like a penguin. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, I mean, little Marco made sense because he is. Yeah, he is little. Yeah. Marco Rubio is a little guy. Yeah. Oh, yes. I mean, the, but the penguin thing, I just never. Okay. See, now all I want to do <laughs> is get go a on a deep dive <laughs> online <laughs> and watch Mint walk. To know if it's true or I mean, not. Captain Cardigan fits because he's got the pullover sweaters on all the time. But, you know. Yes. Okay. I don't know. I know. The I, thing, like, I, I enjoyed the penguin thing. Don't get me wrong. Oh, well, the, with the Marco. And then he talked about the one time yeah. he goes on with the yeah. water. Yeah, the water. And then he's the whole I've never <laughs> seen a guy down water. Like, he downs water. I've never seen. <laughs> they bring it in in buckets for this guy. It's <laughs> <laughs> It's, it is. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness, man. It's Rubio. I know. I know. We got to move on. We got to get to other things. <laughs> the uh, New York Post editorial board uh, as a message to Democrats, I guess, saying you just don't have a Joe Biden problem. Your voters are rejecting Democratic policies that hurt them. Hmm. Have you heard this point getting brought up? No. Yeah. I mean, the thing is about Joe Biden is that he has done or tried to do a lot of what he said he would do. It's not a there's not a whole lot of surprise in what Joe has rolled out there, um, and it's just not worked. No, I mean it didn't take a genius to figure out it wasn't going to work. But uh, yeah, according to that polling that came out, far more say policies pushed by Biden have hurt them personally. Fifty three percent than have helped, which is 35%. They also heavily favor Trump over Biden on issues like immigration, 53 to 41%. National security, same, 53, 41%. The Israeli-Palestinian conflict, 50 to 39%. Wow. And on the economy, Trump leads by 22 points, 59% to 37%. Whoa. A stunning uh, 81% in the swing states rate the economy poor or just fair, including 80% of blacks and 86% of Hispanics. And, yeah, that's when the Democrats say we're losing the coalition. That's what they're talking about, and they need that to win. You know what? we got to switch gears. we got to get to the story. You started to talk about this yesterday, David. James Comey, yeah. former FBI director. And it takes a little time to sort of lay this out, but it's worth it. This is Dude, nuts, man. It is crazy. So the former FBI director, James Comey, who was a hero to many liberals and uh, was, at, well, at first was a villain because they blamed him for Hillary Clinton losing the 2016 election. And then he was a hero because he was going to get Trump and then Trump fired him and then worse than Watergate, blah, 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 all that stuff, right? Right. And now this guy is just on Instagram acting like a 16-year-old girl on vacation. And it's just kind of embarrassing for James Comey. Now, there's a book called The Fund. It's about Ray Dalio, Bridgewater Associates, and the unraveling of a Wall Street legend, written by uh, Rob Copeland. And uh, Bridgewater Associates was the world's largest hedge fund. Now, James Comey, after he was a, a prosecutor, wound up going there to work security as, like, general counsel as well for them. After, again, he was a federal prosecutor in So what year would this have been, probably? 2010. Okay. Uh, and he, brought, he was brought in basically to scrutinize everything to this insane degree because the company was doing this experiment in what they called radical transparency. What that translated to, uh, 
is everyone was spied on all the time. And everyone knew it. That they were they were tracking your every movement. There was one anecdote where like listening to conversations. Yes. And like if you left your desk for a little while to get a cup of coffee, go to the bathroom wow. or whatever, you might come back to your desk to find a, a post-it note on your uh, computer reminding you to turn your screensaver on when you leave. Like they're they're watching you in real time. Wow. And James God dang it. And so, <laughs> yeah. Man. So it freaks out Robinson. Also, if there's a problem at the firm. Uh, there were videotaped internal trials that went on, and this is something that James Comey took on to try to find the, you'll love this one, root causes of the problems that may mm. arise among staff members. And Comey, again, was the godfather, as he's described, of all of this. He would be... So if I'm to understand it, so I could tune in as a worker at this place to watch this mock trial yes. of someone that broke the rules. Yes. Dang. And... And associates could vote on whether or not that person would get fired based on how well James it's like Comey Survivor. proved it his is. case. Well, they voted off the island. Yeah. Now, there's one piece the of tribunal. this. Some people started leaving the office to make personal phone calls uh, because there was like a wooded area outside the office. And they knew that Comey would be listening in if they, if they made a call in the office so they would go out to the woods. That stopped because the word was Comey was looking at surveillance equipment to hang up in the woods to intercept cell phone signals <laughs> so he could monitor what people were talking about. Holy. Um, and so, so, yeah, then, I mean, it used to be like wherever it is you work, you go somewhere where you think it's private. It could be the parking deck somewhere. We got to have a personal conversation. He's got that bugged. Yeah, he's, he's trying to wow. bug that. Well, then, because he wasn't finding enough problems, he started creating his own. There was one uh, instance where he uh, had another member of the security team uh, leave a binder that was marked with his name on it in a public area in the office. They sat there and monitored a video feed of that notebook until someone went around and opened it. You opened someone else's binder. That's against the rules. You're fired. Bye. God dang. They entrapped people, is what happened. Uh, and then... By the way, on this show, that would be the first to happen to Scott. Right. You can't help yourself. Oh, I'd be looking at the binder, yeah. 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 Cody yeah when binder, there's mail okay. left at the front, you're always rifling through. I'm not, I'm not opening the envelope. I'm <laughs> looking to see if my name's on it. <laughs> God dang. <laughs> I don't have a... There's no video camera out there either that I'm aware of. There anyway. is. Well, well, then they know I'm doing it. <laughs> I don't do it. To, I'm not doing it to, to look what's inside, though. Okay. Now, I don't say okay. Well, don't shake okay. them anymore, then. Gosh. When it doesn't have your name it, on it. Well, it could be dangerous. I'm just trying to deflect. <laughs> Go ahead, David. Okay. Now, there was also a uh, the story of the co-chief executive officer. Her name was Eileen Murray. She grew up in the projects, didn't wear skirts, wasn't married, and sent emails with typos. And as it's described in this excerpt here, that was something that was very suspicious to a lot of the people at Bridgewater Associates, Jim Comey included. So what they did, uh, they set her up. She'd hired a guy that had been fired from Morgan Stanley earlier. Okay. And there was a rumor that it was because there were questions about his personal finances, and Morgan Stanley gave him the boot. So Comey pulls this guy into a conference room and interrogates him multiple times. And wow. Then he had Eileen write a memo about the situation 
And then he pulls her in for an interrogation and says, did you tell anybody about what we've talked about? And she says, no. And then he says, well, I was watching your office and I saw you dictating this memo to (sighs) your assistant who was typing it up. And I knew that you were lying to me because this email did not have any typos in it, Eileen. So there was a nine-month-long trial and investigation to, into this executive. They even made a like TV series out of it for other employees and had a title for it called Eileen Lies. So for nine Dude. months, they're putting her through this. Comey's putting her through this. In front of all of her uh, subordinates, her peers, and and then wow, he convicts her. But at the end, the boss, the big boss, winds up saying, "No, nah, I don't want to fire her. She's not going to be fired. It wasn't that big of a deal." After nine months of this, Comey was furious at this. I proved my case. She should have been fired. But the boss undercut him. He throws a hissy fit. And then resigns, and guess where he lands? As the director of the FBI. This guy is a sociopath. Wow. Lordy, that would be really bad. Yeah, that's him. That's that guy. Remember when he was named FBI director, he was beyond reproach because of his reputation. The guy was insane. Wow. That is wild. All right, we got to get to a news update. And much more coming up right here. Makes me wildly awesome. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. ABC Tomorrow. It's country music's biggest night. The CMA Awards, live. With performances by Luke Bryan, Lainey Wilson, Jelly Roll, and Kay Michelle. Old Dominion with Megan Maroney. Carly Pierce featuring Chris Stapleton. Tanya Tucker with Little Big Town. And more. The best in country music! Luke Bryan and Peyton Manning host. The CMA Awards, live. Tomorrow, 8, 7 central on ABC. And stream next day on Hulu. 36,025-1. These are the three numbers to remember to get the visibility and control you need to make the right business decisions instantly. 36,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less and drive down expenses. One, because your business is a one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at NetSuite.com slash MVR. That's NetSuite.com slash MVR to get your very own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash MVR.
All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, you had mentioned about half an hour ago there was a report of a guy with an AR-15 across the street from the Senate side of the Capitol. Oh, I didn't know he had an AR. Yeah. just said on the crawl it was a gun. Yeah, Fox News is reporting that it was an AR. Okay. Um, and he was in a park across the uh, across the way. Um, they've arrested him. I think the story will probably go away fairly soon because he's not wearing one of those red MAGA caps. He looks like a he looks like a homeless guy to me. Uh, hmm. Disheveled looking black guy uh, is the photo as they're uh, putting him into the police uh, cruiser. Well, and then you wonder, okay, did he obtain the gun legally? You don't know. Mm-hmm. You would want to know that. I would of, like to know that, yeah. Because if not, if you want to be serious about guns, and if you have one in your possession illegally... We're never going to know that. We're never going to know. They're never going to tell us it was illegal. Well, then he, it, you should throw the book at him, shouldn't you? Well, they're never going to tell us that, though. They're just not. They never do. But you would admit if you were serious about well, a, yeah. quote, gun issue, but then someone has it illegally. How many gun crimes are committed by people who have illegal weapons that we never hear about? It's just the gun crime. Right. You never hear about how they obtain the weapon. It well, would it hurt a, the narrative. Yeah, it was, you know, some loophole. Right. Gun show loophole. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's yeah. always Homeless a favorite, isn't it? Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. There you go. There's always the go-tos. Right. And that's certainly one of them. No doubt about that. Okay. We'll keep updated on that. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you very much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. So yesterday it was leaked. It was Steven Crowder that had it. It was the manifesto from the Nashville shooter at the Christian school. Three adults, three kids murdered. Okay, you look at the different stories because it's not covered that much as far as legacy media. Newsweek had a story on it. Yeah. But in the Newsweek story, it said not confirmed that this was really the manifesto because they had held it out for a long, long time. People have been trying to get a hold of it, and it has been odd because usually with a mass shooting, the manifesto was put out to the public pretty quickly. Yeah. But this was supposedly something that the public just couldn't take. And now I think a lot of us have a pretty good idea why they didn't want anybody to see it because it said a lot about white people in general. Yeah. Crackers. Rich, you know, upper middle class kids at this Christian school with their, I forget, backpacks and this and that. And the this person was hoping that she could kill as many as possible. Yeah. Very troubled person. Said identified as trans. And so, I mean, I'm looking. There is the media release from the Metropolitan Police Department 
where the chief, John Drake, said, I am greatly disturbed by today's unauthorized release of three pages of writings from the Covenant shooter. That pretty much confirms it, doesn't it? Yeah, to me it does, yeah. So they don't want this conversation to be out there at all. And I think a lot of people feel like because a certain group of people in our own country have been radicalized. And a lot of times to hate straight white people. I don't know how else to say it, mm -hmm. that they are the real enemy. I remember at the time at the press conference with Corinne Jean-Pierre and a reporter asked, well, would you designate this as a hate crime? I remember that conversation yeah. at the time uh, because of what they had said before. And it went like this. If the shooter who killed six people uh, in that Christian school in Tennessee was motivated, motivated by a hatred towards Christians, that the crime should be categorized as a hate crime. I'm wondering what the president thinks of that kind of designation. It's not for us to decide. And, then and that was it. Yeah. Not for us to decide, huh? No, I don't want to jump into that one. Well, uh, but when Kareen then said, uh, we're very concerned about... The trans community, you know, she expanded on that at the time. Well, you know, in the past couple of months, we have seen uh, a record number of LGBTQI bills, anti-LGBTQI uh, bills. More than 600 of them have been filed in state houses, uh, and a significant number of them have been anti-trans uh, uh, bills, and uh, you know, targeted at youth. And this is a president that has said that when these uh, these are some of the bravest people. Uh, David, you always crack me up when you hear Kareem struggle like this because you're very troubled by it. I can see. Well, it. I, well, listen, I, I want to give her the benefit of the doubt. After all, I have it on good authority that she was kicked in the back of the head by a mule as a child. Yeah. So yeah. that's one of the yeah. reasons why she struggles so mightily to explain a position one way or the other. I do remember being completely shocked as this story was in unfolding that she had pivoted to talking about uh, the trans community because the trans community was not the victim here. Correct. In, in this case, it was three little kids and three adults yes. at a private school outside of Nashville. Those were the people who were murdered. Those were the people who were targeted. And so then she pivots to such radical bills like only boys should use the boys locker room yep and only girls should use the girls locker room shouldn't have surgery on a kid like mutilating their genitals when like, they're 13 like saying that those bills which for my entire lifetime until a couple of years ago was just like common sense sure those in her words in her mindset and in this administration's mindset those bills that enshrine common sense are on par with the brutal murder of three children and three yeah. adults. It's disgusting. And it is. I mean, and the fact that she, I, I always wonder with her if she actually does still have like a shred of soul left. And so when she's trying to put those talking points out there, the words really don't want to come out. And they're fighting her with every bit they <laughs> have. They're be. like clutching to her molars saying, don't come out. Don't don't let these words leave your mouth. And then that's really the struggle. It's not so much the mule kick, but it's it's just the fact that she's got a shred of decency left in her soul. Yeah. Not quite sure. But, you know, 
I think for most people that think that you know, the whole trans movement is insane, okay? They still have compassion for people because you don't want to see people suffer, and especially kids being confused about gender. And you see this unfolding because it's been a social contagion, and you don't want that to happen to a kid. But at the same time, there should be rules in place that they can't happen. But, man, the people on the left that are all for this, they lose their minds on this mm. because you're – I mean, I'm sorry. You're just saying we're not going to play pretend with you, especially with a child. We're not going to do it. Yeah. And they just throw a fit. And it was making the rounds again. The Nebraska senator, Michaela Kavanaugh, state senator. Mm -hmm. Do you remember this? This was like two weeks after the shooting that she just got up in front of people and just started like chanting. And I, I was playing this and you I think both of you guys are like, I don't even remember this. No. Maybe we never did have this on the show. That's on a loop for a minute. Dang. It ju she just keeps going. And, you know, for everyone's sanity, I don't need to go through the whole thing, but I'll get near the end where she starts to try to wrap that up. I skipped like you 30 matter. seconds. Okay. Yeah, I mean, oh, wow. I remember that fine. The the backlash. Holy smokes. I mean, it's it's very similar to the current situation with uh, Israel's war on Hamas, where you know the vice president goes out there and says, "I know we've seen you know, instead of addressing directly the rise in obvious anti-Semitic marches happening on elite university campuses and elsewhere, she's forming a task force on Islamophobia." And, you know, it, yeah. it, it, in yeah. the wake of this and the release now of the manifesto of the killer, it's just shocking to me how it pivots to we need to talk about protecting trans people. And I, it's it's like, OK, but they're not the main character in this particular story. Unless you're, right. you know, a victim of the mind virus that they are a victim of. I mean, it's nuts, man. Just, I don't know how else you can say it. Now, meanwhile, you speaking of Muslims, um, a poll shows Biden's support is slumping among Michigan Muslims. Yeah, a new survey conducted by one of Joe Biden's former pollsters shows the president's support is cratered among uh, Muslim and Arab Democrats in Michigan. And, I mean, that's, that's a key demo for him, mm -hmm. uh, for Democrats in general, has been over the last several years. Um, and when you think about the fact that he won Michigan by about 150,000 votes in 2020, and there are around a quarter of a million Muslims living in the state, when it goes down to now 16% uh, saying they'll vote for Biden if the election were held today, that's a problem. Which is why I think the vice president very cynically wound up going out there and talking about this task force on combating Islamophobia. It's trying it to... didn't do anything for no. those people, though. They don't want to hear that. It is all or nothing. And you call for the ceasefire and you stop supporting Israel now yeah. or you're losing the support. These people are used to getting along, though, by just lip servicing everything and never being called on it.
Well, just a molly coddle and put a little Band-Aid over it and just move on. You know, here's the tough... Root causes. This is a tough needle to thread now, at least to me, when you're talking about um, Muslims in America. Because I think we all know different people. Very peaceful, cool. I mean, not like, you know, someone's looking for jihad in America. Okay. I can't speak for everyone in Michigan, but you saw the rallies after October 7th. It was sickening. It was disgusting to people what was being chanted. And it is eradication of the Jews. Okay. What I'm saying is for the Democratic Party, it is tough to thread that needle to say, hey, this religion's been hijacked from these extremists. Okay. It's peaceful. When you have that many people out in the streets calling for the eradication of the Jews. Those two things don't go together. Good luck. I don't know how you do it. No. Any ideas? I mean, you're, you're right. It's a needle to thread. But I, I also want to back up a little bit just because Democrats have already started to shed some of the support of a lot of Muslim communities because a lot of Muslim communities around the country are fairly socially conservative. Mm-hmm. And with all of the, you know, weird books that they want to shove down kids' throats and all of that. I mean, we had a... Saw it in Jersey. Yeah, there was a Democrat in uh, in Virginia that called Muslim children white supremacists. That's right. And so when you do have that happening, that that is already causing some some waves. I think without that on the table, without that as a precursor, you could also say... Well, other polling from this same outlet and another would mm-hmm. say that um, it's like something over 50% of uh, Muslims believe that uh, Hamas is a terrorist organization and Israel has a right to fight back. So it is more nuanced in a lot of these different communities. But when you have the activist class and also uh, people basically just thinking we need to defend Arabs in that in that area right. uh it's really hard to pull that off if you're democrats and you're just used to giving people oh, lip service absolutely yeah rubber meets the road now saw this just a funny little thing um it was going around online people were asking others what outdated tech are you still using that you're perfectly happy with a lot of people said you know what just a notepad and a pen yeah I, it's and funny. I thought you know, of Roberts because yeah. you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm writing it down. I do it all the time. I still do it. Yeah, you won't take notes on your phone? No, on anything I, I write it down. Oh. I write it down. And I do I do it when I call one of our affiliate stations in the morning. I write everything down. Yeah. It's all handwritten. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like with your passwords sometimes when you're locked yeah. out of something and then you're ranting and raving around the studio. Yeah. And all I say is, you know, if that was somewhere where you knew it was... Then you could get right in, but you'll write it down in my, and then forget where you put it. But in my defense, I will say I have changed my habits there. That's good. Because it is all in my phone now. So when I lose my phone now, everybody else, whoever finds it, well, will sure. have access to everything. Yeah. Perfect. A lot of people said watches that just tell time and nothing else. That's the outdated tech. Hmm. Or a calculator. And some people still like to actually listen to CDs or watch yeah. DVDs. Yeah. Or an old video game system. David, you did that for years. Yeah. Yeah, all depends. Okay, much more to get to. Um, Man, the Twitter files, what we've found out, and there's even more to find out about corruption. Straight ahead.
36,000, 25, 1. These are the three numbers to remember to get the visibility and control you need to make the right business decisions instantly. 36,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less. Close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down expenses. One, because your business is one of a kind, so you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. NetSuite is everything you need all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance for free at NetSuite.com slash MVR. That's NetSuite.com slash MVR to get your own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash MVR. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. ABC Tomorrow. It's country music's biggest night. The CMA Awards. Live. With performances by Luke Bryan, Lainey Wilson, Jelly Roll, and Kay Michelle. Old Dominion with Megan Maroney. Harley Pierce featuring Chris Stapleton. Tanya Tucker with Little Big Town. And more. The best in Luke Bryan and Peyton Manning host. The CMA Awards. Live. Tomorrow, 8, 7 central on ABC. And stream next day on Hulu. Robin Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. <laughs> Might have seen that a lot of conservatives were uh, targeted by a federal censorship operation during the 2020 election. Yeah. Went all the way to Molly Hemingway and Sean Davis from The Federalist. I mean, it was all over the place. People ask me if we have had that happen to us all the time. But if there's an audio dropout or something... <laughs> No, <laughs> no, I'm serious. They're like, yeah. did they get you? Did they find out about you guys? What's going on? No, I, you know? I did mention uh, a while ago that I did get a letter from the state of Illinois, and I haven't lived in Illinois for years, uh, about how I owed taxes from, like, yep. 2013 or something. Yep. And I'm going back on my TurboTax stuff. No, I, I don't owe that money. What is going on? But you always wonder... Like right. you're So they're, they're nickel and diming me for, like, 300 bucks they say I owe... And I always wonder, okay, what what really is at play here? Yeah. Well, the House Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government um, released this report. And it talks about how the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, CISA, and Global Engagement Center, they sound good. But that falls within the Department of Homeland Security and the State Department, colluded with Stanford to pressure tech companies into censoring what they claim to be disinformation during the 2020 election. That disinformation was to censor true information, jokes and satire, and political opinions. So that's why the Babylon Bee got caught up in this. Yep. Hey, you can't you can't right. have this anymore on Twitter. Right. It's just too funny. You're making fun of progressives. We can't allow that. And it goes deep 
But I mean, it just is another example of we did not have free speech in 2020. It was suppressed on a number of different things. And it absolutely had an effect on the outcome of the election. There's no there's no way to argue that. It absolutely did. Just by the polling of the Hunter Biden laptop, if people would have known ahead of time, they would not have voted for Biden. It was enough to yeah. flip the election on that alone. Well, I mean, we had multiple news outlets like CBS News, 60 Minutes saying can't be verified. Unreal. NPR put out a warning saying this is why we're not talking about this because we have every reason to believe that this is disinformation. And, I mean, you actually had people... If they mentioned it, it was in the context of this is disinformation, don't believe it. And why did they have that impression? These reporters had that impression because, one, they always give liberals the benefit of the doubt, always. And then, two, because someone in the intelligence community told them that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you think, well, they've, they're cleaning it up. Well, we mentioned Stephen Crowder. Had the manifesto, the Nashville shooter, had that up on YouTube. They took it down. It's been verified by the Nashville yeah. police. I think Facebook was, was doing that, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of work to be done. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay. Biggest story today, and I know you got some updates, too, David. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the biggest story of the day is... Um, uh, probably the uh, older Jewish man who was killed during dual protests. They say it was a verbal altercation, and somehow he fell. Uh, but no, he, he cracked his head open because someone pushed him down. Um, and a pro-Palestine demonstrator did it. Yes. And we're being told, well, don't jump to any conclusions. Uh-huh. I'm not sure about that. No, and there were other reports. Did he get hit with his megaphone? Did he not? That was the initial report. Um, so we'll get the latest on that. And then you got your big three, Scott Robbins. Yep. Good three, too. The trifecta coming up right here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, this is kind of interesting. You know, we've been seeing the polling uh, looking bad for Joe Biden. New York Times uh, poll showed, uh, like, sent shockwaves through the political world because, oh, my gosh, Orange Man Bad is beating Joe Biden in five of six swing states and now in Michigan. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. A bunch of uh, Muslims in Michigan say they won't vote for Biden anymore. Yeah, and they're John Carl from ABC. That guy's on panic watch. Oh yeah, that guy really. I mean, he he was huh, saying he Trump could really win. This is a dangerous moment. So now, oh my goodness, you know, once again we're hearing you know the, the a lot of Democrats sort of say a little bit louder. Maybe Joe needs to just retire. Say I'm going to be a one term president, and 
you know, Democrats find somebody else. I don't know who that somebody else is. I have a couple of ideas, but yeah, yeah. line dog face pony soldier. I, I don't know that he'll go willingly, though. Um, oh, Tim Ryan, former Democrat congressman out of Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. yeah, he ran for Senate and lost against J.D. Vance. He was on CNN today and said, uh, yeah, Joe needs to step aside for the good of the country. Oh, he must have got the call from Axelrod. Yeah. Yeah. This is how it works. All right, let's hear this. But the whole country wants to move on. And I, I think that it would be uh, the right thing to do for the president to not run and let new candidates emerge in the Democratic Party. And I, I don't mean to be so frank. I love Joe Biden. Well, time out. I love him. I just want him out of the way. <laughs> Remember last time? Last election? Who you got? They... That's what all of these people kind of forget. They tried it last time. Yeah. And then they freaked out because the people were picking Bernie Sanders. Yeah. And they didn't want a guy who was openly a socialist representing the Democrat Party. No. So they kicked everyone to the curb and said, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll help you out later down the road, but Joe's going to be the guy. Yeah. Do you think there was an understanding there that he'd only do one term and then step aside? That's what he said. You know, but I, that was, I always thought that's that what, was, that was what they were banking on. I think that's happening. what they thought, but I mean, Joe never yeah. committed to that. He danced enough to where he yeah. gave them the belief that's what he would do. All right, let's hear the rest of this. He's done a great service to this country. Okay. He saved this country by beating Donald Trump. Oh, please. But now it's time for us to just take the next step. Do you think he's going to lose to Trump if Trump wins the Republican nomination? Oh, I don't know, but I think it's going to be he could. And I think it's going to be a hell of a lot closer than a lot of the Democrats inside Washington, D.C. think. I mean, I'm, I'm just telling you, I've been out of office now, Casey, nine or ten months. I live in Ohio. You know, I'm, I'm at flag football games. I'm at, you know, basketball games. I'm, I'm, I'm with average people. Uh, and, and this is not working. And I think it's going to be the fact that it's even too close to call. This guy's getting indicted in four different states on 90 some different counts. So that's the part, David, you knew yeah. would resonate with me. Yeah. Well, you talk it's, about that all the time. It's so true, man. When you're around just regular people, you get a real sense of where people are at. A lot of these losers well, in media, they never get out of their bubble. I like this guy because being around regular people is something he's not accustomed to. Oh, he had to get back yeah. accustomed to those it. regular people. <laughs> Who knew? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and these policies, dude. Yeah. They don't work. It's not just that this guy's old, but yeah, who you got? I know who a lot of people fear and could who, you know, as far as Democrats would be excited about, it's Michelle Obama. Well, Ted Cruz said that. Remember that? Yes. They're going to parachute her in. I, seriously, yep. I wouldn't doubt that I don't think at so. all. You got there. You think it'd be Newsom before her? No, I don't think it'll be Newsom. Honestly, I, I think that was sort of the conventional wisdom. Maybe they will. Maybe they'll try it. I don't know. I, I think he. You have to know that he's a loser, um, because man, as soon as he gets off script, he he collapses. It's remarkable to see. Um, there's two names that keep coming up, and one of them is Gretchen Whitmer especially yeah. if it's Trump that she would be running against. That's the governor of Michigan because they can trot out, well, Trump inspired these people to come and kidnap me, even though it was actually the FBI that inspired the people to go and kidnap her. Yeah. Um, but also uh, the other name that keeps coming up, Hillary Clinton. 
She's out there still. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Man. Yeah, and the other thing is, I don't know that Michelle Obama wants it. I don't. I genuinely don't think she does. I don't think she does either. If she did, she would be a viable candidate. Could be so much pressure, though. You just never know. Yeah, we'll see. All right, you ready for your yeah, big three? All right. Are you ready? One, two, buckle my shoe It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, Scott Robbins trifecta, helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Doing all right? Good. I'm right. ready. Three. Number no three anymore. Two, None. Okay. Uh, you're telling me two officers in Nashville are set to be fired over the Tranifesto leak. Yeah, Stephen Ooh. Crowder dropped, of course, the Nashville Shooters Manifesto. And uh, yesterday we saw what was written and all the awful things, kill the privileged crackers, and on and on it went. Uh, and a lot of people in power apparently didn't want anyone to see that. So, anyway, here we go. Candace Owens had this story. She said, breaking. I just got word that two officers are due to be fired over the release of the Nashville Manifesto pages. Allegedly, the documents were sold by one of the officers. Oh, Yesterday, I said I wanted to wait and report on the release pages because while it's a major story, we didn't have a lot of information. So... Just so we get this right, the people who made sure Americans knew what really happened are the ones that are going to lose their jobs. Wow. Man. Yep. I think Crowder's got some dough to offer up. Well, sure. You know, I mean, <laughs> the question is not, why was it not released to begin with? Oh, no. Left's not going to do that. I mean, manifestos that we mentioned this earlier today by every other mass shooter ever have been very quickly released to the public so we can see what kind of kooks are out there, right? Sure. Yeah. Why not this one? Because yes, it was a trans why. person that hated white people. There you go. And the Christian people. Can't have that. Now, uh, on with the countdown. There you go. Yes. Thank you, Casey. Jeez. Scott Robbins, strike back the top three of the day up to number two. Uh, number two, uh, why people are leaving California for Arkansas. Yeah, this is interesting. If somebody would have asked me yesterday, hey, you know, a lot of people are fleeing California, I would have said, yeah, I'm aware of that. And if somebody would have said, you know what states are going to, I would have never said Arkansas. No, even that wouldn't have been Arkansas. in my top ten. Well, Sarah Huckabee Sanders wrote a piece, and uh, she says right now, this year alone, 32,000 new people to move to Arkansas from California. Most of them, she said, are from California. You shouldn't say all, but most are from California. And a lot of the states that are around Arkansas that are more liberal have also flocked there. Now, the fear is what the fear is of a lot of people. And, you know, David, I know you and I have talked about this before, that they bring their stupid politics and the reason they moved to them to the next state. And I'll, and I'll always tell you, a lot of times they don't do it. Because, and I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Yeah. If you, one of the best pieces of evidence for that is if, if you look at the 2018 Senate campaign between Beto O'Rourke and uh, Ted Cruz in Texas, uh, people who came from out of state were less likely to vote for Beto than people who were born and raised in the state. So you got to watch out for the indoctrination. I think yeah, that's a good sign. People. I think it's a very good sign. Yeah, right. Well, Arkansas, real estate's cheaper. Yeah. 
tax base cheaper. Yeah, all of that stuff. It's easier to do business in Arkansas than it is in other states, well, not only that, liberal states. But a lot of times you can work sort of remotely. Yeah. You don't have to be in the big city anymore to do a job. Right. And so, yeah, that I totally just would have thought sense. with all the the sophistication in California and the vilification of all the southern states that we've seen in the past, mm-hmm. it's just a bunch of stump jumpers and rednecks. Okay, last place they want to go. Play into this for a second. If you don't think about the image so much, and you think about the people you know who live in California, reasonable. Yeah, you may differ with them, you know, on some stuff politically, but they're not far left loons. No, like what is the reputation of the people that run California? You know, people that actually you know hold office. That's a completely different thing. Right. Wow, that's really interesting. And the yep. countdown continues. Yeah, the Scott Robbins trifecta, top three of the day. And finally, one. Well, we got another example of a university medical school saying, don't call women women anymore. No, this time, Indi- this is weird to Indiana University. The medical school there is erases women altogether. Um, the medical school uh, defending their decision, by the way, to erase women from the linguistic, linguistic guide and instead referred to them as... People with cervixes. <laughs> You're joking. Uh, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. You're not supposed to use the word woman or women in any context? People with cervixes, Mr. Markley. Documents were obtained this month on a conservative website to show how the class with their lesson plans are being taught this. Now, once it got out there, there was some backlash to it. However, the by the way, ladies, you're being erased. Do you understand this? This is what I don't understand. So are you saying then that if you're in this class, you can't say women anymore? No. You're actually people, so people with, with cervixes. cervixes. That's yeah. how you are to, to refer to women. Yes. Okay, where are they getting the money from to throw down rules like this? Because that's insanity. This is just stupid. By the way, why aren't there ever why why don't we why don't they refer to men as people with testicles? I never hear that. That's a good question. Or sperm producers never hear that either. Yeah, boy, hmm. it's only the other way. Yeah, front hole havers. That was well, one of my all time favorites. I, well, that'd, that'd be a penis haver. Yeah, I think they have it's the uh, they they throw out terms like uh, front hole havers because yeah. that's so obviously offensive. That when they say, okay, we'll just call them people with cervixes, some people will be like, all right, fine, that's okay, fine, that we'll do that. Yeah, the insanity needs to stop, man. But we you can't refer to women as women. You, I just, I don't know why the up, why there's not a huge pushback coming from the feminist side of the political aisle right now. It could be growing about this. I just don't. I cannot wrap my head around it because they they are virtual. They are erasing you. Yeah, I think we're hearing it more and more. That is gaining some steam. So we shall. See. And there you have it. Yes, the Scott Robbins trifecta top three. Thank you very much. I'm a guy with testicles. I'm a testicle haver. People thought you had nothing to brag about. Oh no, I do. So you do. You've made that point very right, very clearly. All right, we got to get to a news update and Nimrod's in the news coming up.
This Thanksgiving at Total Wine and More, find Pinot Noirs and Cabernets that you adore. Our helpful guides are so friendly and nice. So many bottles to try at the lowest price. So gather with friends as you sit down to eat. Grateful for all who made Thanksgiving complete. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, B21. There's a lot of great things about the holiday season, but it's also a stress factory. Dealing with shopping, travel plans, kids' events, plus all the regular stuff you need to do, it's easy to get overwhelmed. HelloFresh gets it, and they're here to give you a break from the meal planning and trips to the grocery store. HelloFresh has more than 45 options to choose from each week. HelloFresh delivers all the quality, farm-fresh ingredients you need right to your door, pre-portioned and ready to cook. They also have snacks, quick breakfast, and easy lunches to cover mealtime anytime. And you can even save money because HelloFresh is 25% cheaper than takeout. HelloFresh handles all the hard stuff so you can actually enjoy cooking at home again. Don't stress about mealtime. Sign up for America's number one meal kit today and you'll get free breakfast for life with code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. That means one breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. And another news update, David Van Camp. Well, you've probably seen that Iranian-backed militias, cutouts, proxies, however you want to describe them, continue to attack American assets, personnel, and allies across the Middle East. And it's only ramping up more and more, which is odd because I heard the commander-in-chief say, don't, don't, don't. That's right. Even Mamala said that. Yeah, yep. so today, uh, John Kirby, White House spokesman, was asked, hey, why, why do you think it is that that message isn't exactly uh, resonating with, <laughs> with Iran and these uh, militia groups? Why isn't the president's message of don't getting through that? You'd have to talk to the, uh, the, the, the proxies there. What I would tell you is that uh, they continue to attack American troops and facilities at their own peril. Ah. It's like, going to happen one of these days. You got you to ha- talk to them about why they're not taking this crystal clear message of don't more seriously. Yeah. So weak. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, I know, dude. Yeah, I, didn't he say something like it'll be on our timeline? Right. When how many of our troops get attacked? Yeah, how many does it take, John? Yeah, what's the number here? Unreal. All right, let's get the Nimrods. I feel like we started When the already. going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. Well, this happened a few years ago. Um, we're getting the update now because they're charged. 
Uh, four dudes in England arrested for stealing a $6 million gold toilet. Um, a conceptual artist from Italy made it out of 18-karat gold, named it America. So it was supposed to be commentary on unbridled capitalism. Oh, shut up. <laughs> you like that, Scotty? Dope. Uh it was originally on display at the Guggenheim in New York. You could wait in line to actually go and use it, they said. You had to do it in three minutes, though. And then it eventually got moved to a place in England. Um, it's a World Heritage Site, also where Winston Churchill was born. It was stolen, and now they're charged, and that just put an end to the story. Thing is, they still don't know where that toilet is. I think oh, they melted it down and turned it into raw gold. Yeah, they're, they've act, now that it's been stolen, they're actually just renaming it to San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, honey, my ring smells funny. Uh, deer is making Nimrods today. I don't know if I'm all for this or not. People said, you know, how about this deer being the Nimrod in the news? Well, a deer crashed into a lingerie store in Michigan and, like, trashed the inside of the shop. Kind of freaked out the people working there. We had a deer leap through our glass door and create an entire ruckus all the way around the shop. This was a big buck. It was not a small doe by any means. I mean, you were not going to mess with this deer. Well, it is yeah. that time of year, you know. It is I a know. big buck, yes. Well, Randy. Yes. He really blame the deer. <laughs> I got to look at that lingerie. Got all fired up. <laughs> Couldn't help himself. Uh, hotel valet in Baltimore. Stole an Audi RS7 for a joyride. And wouldn't you know it, it's Baltimore. Got carjacked at gunpoint. <laughs> you can't make that up. That's incredible. <laughs> That's great. There's also a 30-year-old guy in Florida that led police on a high-speed chase. He's on a motorcycle that had the fake plates that said McLovin on it. Okay, there you go. You got to like that. And then, you know, some Nimrod stole the donut delivery truck at... Dunkin' Donuts, like, it, this truck goes to multiple locations in Connecticut. Yeah. So the other day, people are going to get their donuts. Been looking forward to it all. They wake up in the morning and can't wait to get my donut. They're out of donuts because this Nimrod stole all the donuts in the truck. Come on, man. Couldn't you pick something else? And that's Nimrod's in the news, and this is the Mark Levine Case and Robin Show.